Hello, hello. Welcome to the Underground Treehouse podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. As always, I am one fourth year host Ruben. Joining me again, as always, is Isaac. Hey, yo. Marcos. Hi. And Keenan. What up? This week, we are going to be reviewing the newest release from Black Country New Road called Ants from Up There. A indie folk slash experimental slash all of the above band from yeah. the UK. Perfect. This is my pick. Uh, before we get into it, though, we would like to give our music recommendations of the week as well as our beer recommendations of the week. We'll start with you, Isaac. What do you have to recommend this week? Um, so usually on the podcast, I like to recommend a song, not really like an album. Oh, God. So <laughs> yeah, the last album, bro. Come on. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do no, that. Let's see what, the, what song you got. Uh, so the song for the week today is called "Golden Arm" by a little artist named Saturn. S a d u r n. Saturn. Yeah, huh. Saturn. Saturn. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's just really chill. She, the music video is literally her like in a meadow just singing her little heart out. And I fucking love it because the music matches the video. The vibes just really mix very well. Uh, like I said, it's it's just very chill. Uh, I, I wish I could give like a thorough explanation about it. But it's just something I've been listening to. Very common. You can listen to it whenever. So give it a shot. Golden Arm, Saturn. Yes, sir. Keenan, Marcos, Good what shit. you guys got? Yeah, what you got, Keenan? Yeah, thank you for that. I was like, I literally just added it to my playlist. Let's go. (laughs) Um, You sold it very well. (laughs) Thank you. My recommendation this week is uh, Camp Cope. They just released a new album called Running with a Hurricane, and it's their newest album in the past three years. Hmm. So shout out to them. The, um, The two songs that I would recommend are Blue and Say the Line. They're like a three piece, uh, all female indie band. Nice. And I definitely recommend it. Dope. Hell yeah. Thanks it up to me, baby. Marcos, What's what you got? I got that new Vin Staples drop, baby. Run up Park Park broke my heart. Mm. Shit goes hard. Listen to that shit. What's and that shit just released like two days ago too. Huh? Ramona Park broke my heart. I was gonna say parks, but it's literally Ramona Park broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Vin Staples. Anything he puts out, man, it's fucking good. Anything on there you'd recommend? The whole track. The whole thing? Fuck the whole, yeah. All the tracks. Fuck yeah. Everything. Not yet. I need to give it maybe like three more listens to recommend my favorite tracks and stuff. So that's fair. Dope. Uh, so my recommendation is going to be the EP by Eve's Tumor. Eve spelled Y V E S. The asymptotical world. Ooh, one more time. One more time, baby. Asymptotical world. Sheesh. Something like that. Something like that. I think I'm close. Eve's Tumor is one of my favorite artists. I. And I mean, it might be a stretch. I think he's our modern day version of Prince. This dude God is damn. fucking wow. Watch yourself. Sick. Yeah, for real. Telling y'all, if yeah. you li- if you listen to him, he's up there. Like his uh, aesthetics, the music that he makes. He makes the like this real cool like pop rock, but then he also does like weird new wave shit. He's just all over the place. He's so sick. And especially, I think what reminds me the most of him with Prince is his vocal style. I think vocally, he sounds like Prince a lot too. Um, but this EP, it's only like six or seven tracks long. It's really good. Um, this one has a good mix of like weird, weird, like new wave, like eighties, new wave influence. And then like a lot of like weird indie rock. Um, this is a really, really good EP. It's dope. I found it. I went to London like a month ago and I found this shit in a record store. I was fucking so excited. Nice. 
<laughs> so fucking. Is this the one that was all the all forty fives? Yeah, they're all forty fives. So, so it's so it would be. So I think it's six tracks because okay. it was three forty fives. Okay. So a song each side. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I think standout tracks for me would be Jackie and and Loyalty is a Nuisance Child. Um, but the whole thing's really good. I mean, you can listen to the whole EP in like twenty five minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's super short, but really I love good. that. Fuck yeah, love Eve's tumor. Um, okay, so then now we will be uh, giving our beer recommendation of the week. Shout Let's out. go! Yeah, shout out to Tractor Brewing with yep. their uh, milk mustachio stout. Isaac's already all black. Already He's browning right now. I'm He's <laughs> browning out. I'm loose off the goose. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers if you're watching from home. <laughs> um, it's a super it's a super uh, light, easy drinking stout. It's only five percent. Um, as the name suggests, it's a milk stout, so it's real creamy. Has like a nice real light taste to it. Uh five percent. You can slam this shit before work, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Ladies drink it on your lunch break, it's all good. Get an Uber door. <laughs> um I don't know. It's it's just a really good stout. I'm a big fan of stouts, and I think this is one of the best ones in the city. Um, I mean, what, better than Guinness, though. No, 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 no. Let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. <laughs> oh okay. My God. Get, for the record, Guinness is the best beer ever made. Okay. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably the hottest take. <laughs> Arguably. Yeah, I don't think beer. anybody agrees with me on that <laughs> shit. But but yeah, the Milk Mustachio Stout from Tractor. Um, they got three locations. Check them out. They they have to have somewhere near you. What? Check them out. They're great. Let's get into it then, baby. What's up? Let's get into it. Antrim up there, baby. Um, so Black Country New Road is a fairly newer artist. They've only released two projects, this being their second one. Um, they released an album in 2020 called For the First Time. And with For the First Time, they were very experimental. They had the song structures were essentially not structured like they they had songs that delved into multiple genres within the songs um they were very chaotic very disjointed very hectic <laughs> but they were great so upon my first listen of this i was like wow this is not what i was expecting from them a bit dialed back you would say yeah yeah i mean off the rip like intro and chaos space marine are like it's such a weird, like, spring, like, real happy flowing. Like, it sounds like something that would be in a musical. So yeah. let, let me you know? let me ask you this. So you're pointing out the first two tracks, the intro and Chaos Space Marine, which, mm -hmm. in my opinion, are very similar tracks, but uh, one of them is a whole lot better than the other one. Mm -hmm. um, why are you grouping them up together like, like that? Like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I think, other than maybe Goodwill Hunting... They have the most upbeat sound to them. And like the okay. end of Concord. And the end of Concord, yeah. And yeah. and because Concord still has a lighter sound, but it's a much slower buildup. Yeah. So that's the reason why I group them up is because they have, out of the whole album, these two are probably the most similar in terms of style. Well, they are back-to-back, -back, right, on the track list? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're one and two. They're one and two. The production is the so good. The production on this album is amazing. You're able to, like, hear everything distinctively. Quick. Nothing, like, overshadows anything else. Like Point out, point out before we get 
more in depth on the instruments. That song that they uh, did randomly. What is it? What's the word for it? Improv. Improv. They improv did. They yeah. improv did. There you go. Thank yeah. You. One was Haldern. One was Haldern. But another one also stemmed from a live performance. And spoiler alert, so was fucking basketball. Or uh, yeah, basketball shoes. That's so there song, was three. Yeah, that song came from a live performance as well. Well, I mean, to your point, like you said, the production and everything, um, especially like in the intro song where it's just it's just instrument mm-hmm. and i mean everyone you can hear everything like perfectly clear and then obviously you get a taste of all those instruments as the album progresses um then another one is mark's theme mark's the, the, theme the instrumental yes. and mm-hmm. so that's what i mean not what i mean because i haven't brought it up yet but um <clears throat> they make a really good point in interpreting isaac's woods vocals and giving time throughout the album to let the listener um take in all the fucking instruments that they're using right so they do a very good job at like enacting that type of feeling within the instruments and i agree with you with mark's theme mark's theme mark's theme has like a ballroom kind of sound almost it's real like swingy like like has a nice piano in the background very elegant yes that's a great word for it no and, and i mean um coming off of Haldern because I mean Mark's theme is right after Haldern where Haldern is also very soft and elegant mm-hmm. and then you just get that vibe that vibe just carries over and it just carries the album <laughs> right right also I love that Haldern has like this like interstellar vibe to it Ooh. correct me if I'm wrong but wrong. like the <laughs> oh, I'm sorry no, I'm just kidding the, <laughs> interstellar the, is one of my favorite fucking movies and I didn't get a vibe off of that so the main theme of interstellar right the yeah. dun, dun, Hans Zimmer, to be exact, mm-hmm. yes, like yes, sir. The the way in in which that song progresses and like that like rhythmic pattern reminded me of Interstellar. I mean, I could be wrong. No, I mean, fair. I am wrong, but no, you're not. That's I, that's just an opinion, you know. But it just I don't know. And then the crashing cymbals, oh, it, it, like yeah. everything about that, like in the intro with the sax and the slight guitar strings and the soft piano is just wow. Like they all blend together for what reminds me of like a mature Midwest emo song. Yes. Like a mature, that's the slint, a baby. mature one. That's, that's the slint. that's the slint right there. Bro, that's a slint, baby. That the slint was more so on the first album, but dog, we get a little taste of that on this shit so you're, too. You're talking about uh, Herdern, Haldern, Haldern, yes, sir. So, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. So, and it's a song that foreshadows Isaac's leaving, bro. What? Continue. Yeah, so, we'll, oh. get back, we'll get back to that. Oh, we'll so yeah, instead of Interstellar, yeah, it reminded me of uh, Hollow Knight soundtrack. It reminded me, a lot of these uh, uh, instrumentals that they have, like in the beginning of their songs or towards the end of their songs. Mm. Um, it remind me of video game soundtracks, specifically Hollow Knight. The one with the bugs. Yes, the bugs. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. That's oh, wow, maybe because that. of the piano and the violin majority. But just throw that out there. Not Interstellar, but Hollow Knight. Which is not too, like, separated. I know they're completely different genres of entertainment, but, like, they're both fucking gut-wrenchingly sad. I mean, would you uh, yeah, yeah, would you say fucking yeah. Hollow Knight's a happy game? <laughs> yeah, like, I, would, I would agree with you there. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so back to this hot take? So, uh, yeah. Real, real quick, sorry. No, so, Haldern, so Haldern is probably the closest sound from um for the first time that we got on this album and it's only because of the those last what like 20 seconds to 30 seconds where it starts where the where like the the strings and and all that like matchup and it sounds like a horror movie at the end yo Dude, yes. it's a 
is. I literally have like, in my notes that shit could be sampled for something and, it, and used in like so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. So that's the kind of sound that they had on their first album. Except if you take that sound and stretch it out for another six or seven minutes into <laughs> even more chaos, that's exactly what they sounded like on their first album. Right. So when I when I heard it on this, I was like, oh shit, like maybe they're actually gonna start like getting a little bit more experimental and maybe they'll start getting a little bit more like chaotic with it from here on out. And they didn't, which I think is not a bad thing at all. But I was really glad to hear that like really, really like out of left field sound come from out of a song that sound that started so slow and so like very like and methodical like like, right. like everything about it like kind of like all the beats like kind of matched up mm-hmm. but, you know it's very uh in sync it was very synchronized absolutely in my opinion absolutely um it, it's crazy that the last what is it the last three songs make up almost half of this album but like <laughs> Dude, the last three songs make up almost the whole the whole half. That last song, that last fifteen minutes. The the last song is twelve. Yeah, pretty much. It like what? What is it? Um, So there's four parts. There, yeah, there's four parts in the last song alone, dog. And then Snow Globes is ten minutes. Correct. And then the place where insert the blade is eight minutes, I think. But seven and a half. Eight, yeah. Something yes, like something like that. But it's crazy that they can have such long, drawn out songs yet keep you so engaged. And dog, for a twelve minute song to have four different sections so, so is let, crazy. So, so let me let me go in depth on the twelfth song a little bit more. On the last one? Yeah. Okay. So I have. A, so when I was listening to it, I felt like they were trying to make the perfect outro song as in they're combining everything that has happened throughout the album correct into one song i i just think the last song really was an amalgamation of all the themes and sounds as you were saying as you were alluding to uh coming together in a glorious grand finale in such a way that only seems fitting for an album such as this motherfucking ants from up there a 12 minute banger that encapsulates the feeling of this album such a perfect ending for such a perfect record a marvel to be in awe of the final wave in a storm crashing down leaving you exhausted by the whole experience but thankful to be a part of it that, this must be an this. Isaac thing. I mean, that was beautiful. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Y'all Isaacs are connected. Damn, dog. I'm, I'm a ghostwriter. I'm a ghostwriter. This one was a no. prophet. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, and in that song, he sings, and drown me. And drown in me like boyfriend jeans. Jesus Christ, bro. Like, and bro, this song's 12 minutes. Other songs were five minutes. But no matter what, every fucking song always feels way too short because no matter how long it is it always keeps your attention and it leaves you wanting more and 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 i know that sounds selfish especially considering you know isaac wood's mental state and how he expressed himself on this album saying how you know it's taking a toll on him and i know that sounds selfish and i know that's a lot asking from us fans but selfishly dog we want (laughs) more bro because what you are giving us is gold in our ears bro like i don't know I, i i just can't i can't get enough of it like the last two minutes of bat or of basketball shoes are so fucking good because you get probably the heaviest vocals the most raw sound the vocals at 910 kind of sound like kind of sound haunting like if you sampled that you could probably put it anywhere like i said like i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh i mean bro i finished that song i need a fucking cigarette after that song bro <laughs> jesus uh, give me Christ. a whiskey 
Give me whiskey on the rocks, so, dog. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is like, I, I feel like with most bands, even just a five-minute song seems long. You know what I'm saying? Like, five or six minutes would be long for any other band. Like, none of this shit's boring at all. None it's, of this shit's boring. All of it's orchestral, and the parts that are stripped-backed and are you know calm down works again with the pacing the pacing is right. what's needed for this you can't have a whole fucking oh, 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 like orchestral <laughs> ass shit for fucking however long this shit is a fucking hour long you can't have that you'll be mentally fucking emotionally physically exhausted but when you have the slower picks the slower drum taps of the of the drums and mm-hmm. you know just a little slight you know little you know no, sax. Fuck that. i like the heavy shit yeah, I like that heavy shit too, dog. But in the case of this album, this <laughs> hey, shit fucking but, hey, works. Yeah, they they're they're able to mix it all into one, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh that's why they have four fucking parts in that last song because of intermissions. There's like a long ass movie, like the Quentin Tarantino movie. Hundred percent. Oh, oh uh, the Hateful Eight. There's yeah. literally yeah. an intermission in that song. Yeah. That's so crazy. They gave you intermissions in this song to prepare you for. for what's that's to come. actually yeah, that's true because I think in between the second and the third part, there's straight silence, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's silence for a good four or five seconds before yep. they get back into the. Before they get back into instrumentation. Also, Concord has one of the most beautiful fucking courses ever. But yeah, sorry. I know. My Kong. So, <laughs> so uh, quick. Oh. So, just like the fucking imagery of like running up a mountain to see a fucking plane, uh, a plane fly for 0.2 seconds. Dog, and that plane and, is and a, a girl, a, dog. And for real. And then, a, <laughs> and then make, making that connection with like just doing the most just to see your fucking ex or your or your partner you know for 0.2 seconds like jesus christ <laughs> and the lead singer isaac mm-hmm. do you know his last name isaac wood isaac wood and i mean his storytelling i mean it just gets heartbreaking mm-hmm. you know as the, the album progresses and so i mean obviously his storytelling i mean he gets he can control you yeah you know, he, i mean he does control you and he and he keeps you for all you know 12 minutes of a song right and, right exactly and, and so i mean he makes you fucking think because even with my <laughs> when i'm listening to this shit i'm like what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about and i have to look up the fucking lyrics and shit i'm like damn this guy's like a five head like in ways where i wish some rappers <laughs> or you know majority of rappers could uh take some fucking notes from this guy Mm-hmm. Because even in one, I don't know what song it is. I think it's one of the last ones, not to jump ahead or anything. But mm-hmm. this motherfucker foreshadows a, a line in a song. Oh, yeah. it's oh, the second song. Yeah, it's the second song. It's the second song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in um, so in Chaos Space Marine, he has he has. I think it's the last three bars he has, or the last three lines. I guess it's not hip hop, <laughs> but <laughs> the last three lines that he has in Chaos Space Marine um, are references to Goodwill Hunting. With yeah, Billie dude. Eilish style, yeah, and then he has another reference to Halder. Oh, yeah, oh right. yeah, and then he has a reference to Concord by just saying Concord. He, no, um, he says a Concord will fly. Yeah, and then the third reference is to Haldern, which yeah. is something about a hole being dug, right? Or it, it's something like something that. Something like that. Watch, I I have it right here. Um, so he has ignore the hole I've dug again, which is a reference to Haldern. Yeah, and that I mean. Just with the examples that you guys gave, like, that's just, like some fucking five head shit, man. Like, I wish more <laughs> artists would be doing shit like that where they include the wordplay and you, the listener gets to figure it out and piece it together. Be like, oh, well, didn't this motherfucker say it in an earlier track or yep. like later, earlier right. in the song? Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, like, he's actually like making us kind of like 
think for it. And that's where he gets you. That's where he keeps you. Yeah. You know, he keeps you invested. Right, right. And I mean, because like you said, Marcos, like even with the song like Bread Song, like there's mm-hmm. so much meaning to something as simple as just <laughs> leaving. Don't eat toast in my bread. <laughs> don't get crumbs in my bread. There's so much meaning Dude, to that. So yeah. like, what is this guy talking about? Let's try to decipher this. And he just keeps you. Right. He, he has you invested. Right. In my opinion, Isaac Wood is like a generational talent. This dude is fucking. Well, he's young, right? Is he young? He's only twenty-two. Right. So we. But had... he just left the band. And he left the band but the day before. But, <laughs> the day before this shit dropped. But that does not mean that we cannot expect a lot more. Oh no! Yeah, for me. sure. So right, right. So I will. We will. All of us, right? Will be following his work. Oh. oh wherever, yeah. whatever Absolutely. genre or you know musical career he chooses path, mm-hmm. chooses to take. Damn. Maybe. With his with his lyrical uh, creative mind, fuck. I want to see exactly where it's about. I'd like to see him like you know in a, in a fucking pop punk scene. Oh, be oh, and he has Yo, a voice for it too. So that's a good point. So I mean, his lyrical themes and his content is fucking all over the place. I'll, I'll get into some examples, but his fucking passion in the way he sings oh, dude, is this one nuts. Song. I'll wait Tremendous. for it. I'll wait for it for when it's my turn to talk. <laughs> this is one song. Oh, yeah. Wait, what song is it? What, what song, song is it? Yeah, tell us. It's one of the last ones, bro, but he goes in at the end. It's probably uh, Snow Globes. Snow Globes, baby. Snow dude. dude. He, this fucking dude sings with pure emotion. Like, it, it's one thing that the lyrics hit you deep, but it's no. another thing when his emotion hits you at the same time. It's, it's not Snow, glo- snow Gloves. Snow, snow Globes. No, Snow Globes. Then, fuck, I typoed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it basketball it, shoes? No, it's uh the place where he inserted the blade. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. The ending to it's, that song. Ooh. Are you sure it's not snow globes? It is snow. Yeah, it might be snow globes, it's, dog. Really? Because it gets really quiet and like the drums kind of start to pick up and then he just starts screaming and then yeah. he just picks up his vocals. It might be because I'm and then at I'm one point on, on he's literally Windows just building it out. Computer. Yeah. And right, right. It might be snow globes. It has to be snow globes, dog. Snow but globes. it could also the fact that we're like debating on which song Dude, he sounds exactly. so passionate on no, right. is crazy yeah. because he sounds passionate on all these fucking songs. Right. Like that's a testament to how fucking talented this dude is. But man, yeah, I'm so glad you guys brought up brought up Isaac Wood, man, because this dude is fucking. Oh, he's so talented. Um, so so going back to the song, um, uh, Goodwill Hunting, uh, talking about lyrical themes. My favorite, and really, it's a whole verse. Like, <laughs> like it, it's even hard to like just pick out lines from him because his verses are just so masterful, in my opinion. Um, but my favorite lyrics out of the whole thing are on Goodwill Hunting, and it's the second verse. And it, he says, and if we're on a burning starship, the escape pods filled with your friends, your childhood film photos, there's no room for me to go. Oh, I'd wait there. I'd flow with the wreckage, fashion a longsword, traverse the Milky Way, trying to get home to you. Oh, oh my God! Jesus Man. fucking holy shit! <laughs> Who hurt you, dude? So, so so. Oh my God! So correct me if I'm wrong because I did like uh, do my research on his lyrics and stuff. Uh-huh. But like from what his lyrics say, he was like in a controlling relationship, right? Like where he didn't have the power or even e- like you know equality in the relationship. Correct? Right. Well, I don't know if this is like based on a real relationship, but that's basically what these based lyrics what are saying, portraying. Yeah, yeah it's- and yet he's still chasing after her. Even right. though she's the one that's like causing him all the hurt and like putting all these barriers and emotional um, hurdles in front of him. Right. All this stuff. I mean, it goes back to Concord when you're listening to that song mm-hmm. of him amazingly fucking talented using fucking uh, a plane as an analogy that he's like 
He's like chasing this girl. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. The whole album, the way I look at it, is just the heartbreak of codependence. You know, codependency. Very toxic. Oh, it's so toxic. That actually brings up a very good thing that I even went through when I was 23, too, was that I honestly think this is fucking true. Now that you bring that up, like, mm -hmm. I don't think this is a made up story because. Um, when you're 22 or 23, that 100%, and you're in a, we're assuming it's a long-term relationship that he's talking about, right? About someone that he, based off of their feels very attached to. <clears throat> when you're breaking up with them, you feel so fucking alone, man. Oh you feel yeah, so fucking alone. Yeah, you feel like literally family doesn't cheer you up, friends don't cheer you up. You feel so fucking alone, and with the lyrics that you, lyrics, and then on top of what you're just saying right now. I feel like 100% reinforces that that ideology. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it in like you just said it it does that, but then also just it compounds on top of it by just layer after layer <laughs> after layer of similes, metaphors of just these like elaborate stringed um uh lyrics um mixed with the the sonic aspect of it like these chaotic you know sounding songs like it, it's like a shout out lincoln park it's like a whirlwind <laughs> inside of my head oh. jesus <laughs> nice. christ Full like, circle. I like nice that. hell yeah. yeah so that 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 is a, what me and keenan brought up earlier was that his creative process is fucking disgusting on another level yeah it's absolutely it's fucking he's goaded his, his writing yeah he's fucking goaded and his, like no good his his writing is just good his album say his yeah is fucking amazing it's, it's one of the best i've ever heard ever what, yeah i was telling keenan and ruben that that's what i wish like other influencers or artists musicians rappers would take from this young gentleman mm -hmm. is yo you could fucking put literally anything and make a similarity to your life and you know make the listener piece it out keeps you engaged keeps you fucking absolutely totally engaged by piecing that that wordplay absolutely i mean imagine just, oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go go just imagine isaac wood making a pop song the oh, most relatable dog. genre <laughs> literally music. i just said it right now i'm like <laughs> i would like to see him in a fucking in a pop punk band literally. no but i'm not I'm, I'm saying literal like i'm saying like being a songwriter for like you know, spoiler alert, even Charlie that. XEX. Yes, even oh, that. Yeah. Even, oh, even, nice. I'll yeah. give you that. I'll even give you like, that. Even like ghostwriting. That'd be sick. Yeah, him ghostwriting. Just because he's so good at uh, capturing the normalcy of everyday life. Also, I love the fact that breadcrumbs is also like an analogy for like emotional baggage. Because this person is a like you've been eating bread you know, toast, whatever in their bed, you know, you've allowed yourself to be vulnerable with this person. But now that you don't want their baggage, now that you don't want their crumbs in your bed, you tell them to get the fuck out. Like that's how, that's how I like interpreted it. That like these crumbs are Isaac finally showing himself and showing, you know, his like uglier side, not uglier, but like more intimate side that might not be the most flattering side. And it being, you know, a nuisance the way crumbs in a bed would be. Right, right. And I, I, I just fucking love that. And I, just everything about that song too, like the, the like it's so orchestral with the swelling pianos and organ and the tempo increase at two forty nine or two forty eight, excuse me, along with the horns. And I think it's a symbol 
Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious, that shit is Man. so fucking good. Yeah, and I mean, like you were saying too, Marcos, like just like the symbolism of like the tiniest thing, like just like breadcrumbs. It's just so it's so crazy. And for this dude, you know, twenty two years old, writing songs like this, and to keep you invested like that, the lyrical content, it's just it's crazy. And so, like you were saying earlier, like yeah, he is out of the band. And mm-hmm. so, like, I you know, like you said, we're all going to follow him. So, like, we are excited to see where he can go with this. But, I mean, that's just, that's insane to me how someone can make it, like, I don't want to repeat, keep repeating myself. It's because you don't see it every day. That's why. You, you, we listen to so much music every goddamn day where you don't see that. You see the fucking pretty, you know, vanilla lyrics that previous bands or rappers or artists have used over and over again. Analogies, examples that you've seen countless of times and then you we really dive into an artist where he's like already foreshadowing something he's gonna say later on in the song or later on in the album you're like it's a completely switch uh switch of pace and it's just like refreshing to one mm-hmm. of us to all of us actually right i would 100 agree with that now that we're still on the subject of uh lyrical themes um i'm not gonna lie to y'all I do not fuck with snow globes. I really like the way it builds up, and I love the chaotic drums. And I think I like the idea that he was going with with snow globes, like like with that whole King Henry like so, interpretation. Right. But I do not. This song so I, I I yeah I took that song as a religious song. Is am I wrong for that? No, a hundred. No, it's, you, it's it could be interpreted as one of two things. One of those being uh, your relationship with God and a higher power. Yeah. So I don't like that. Because I'm agnostic atheist, <laughs> uh-huh. I'll tell you straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, the instrumental part, the drums, heavy as fuck. I fucking love them. Other than that, it threw me off because I'm like, from the whole album and of you, going from like literally intro, all break up, all break up, all break up, all break up, pretty much, mm-hmm. to a fucking religious song. I'm just like, what the fuck? Right. Uh, okay, whatever. Right. So Isaac, you probably, you probably know more about it than we do is this another analogy for like codependency and like a, a oh like a it, it has to be right isaac's gonna give you five different oh, yeah five different i, I want to hear the thesis dog. i want no, all no, no, of them no. i want to hear like, all of this it. is the reason why obama lost <laughs> yeah. actually this song is about coney 2012 where are you at coney <laughs> damn nobody showed out for that those poor ugandan kids bro that's fucked up oh, i completely shit. forgot about that shit <laughs> the fuck we all did wait what was the yeah, question jesus christ so, did you so snow globes is, yeah. is snow globes like like even though it's centered even though it's centered around this like religious setting okay. is this a like what was it used as another theme for codependency and for like a toxic I would say so because so Isaac is literally saying like he he's equating his relationship with Henry and uh Catherine in the way that you would you know you give up everything so you've devoted your whole life to this one thing and then you're giving it all away for this one person. And then when that doesn't happen, you know, or, or you're chasing that and it, and it doesn't, you know, come to fruition, then that person who you've been chasing has to like literally be like everybody like chill out. Like we're all good. You know, the way that that, that part where he, she repeat or he repeats the line, but it's, you know, being said in the 
in the context of Catherine saying it, mm-hmm. it, it's her praising to God or pleading to God being like, please don't send him to hell for, you know, essentially turning your back, his back on you for me. It's the same way in a relationship. Like, Hey, like I know this guy fucked up and like, you know, he kind of dissed everybody to be with me, but you know, he's still a good guy, you know? Right. Or at least that's how I feel. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but well, this is your opinion that we're asking about because we know that you have a tendency to find different variations in lyrics and about what they mean and stuff. So this is why we asked you. Yeah. Well, I think, well, shit, man, when you break it down like that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, um, it, like I, in the same way that Isaac is willing to give everything up uh, for this unhealthy ass relationship and Catherine is pleading with God to forgive him for uh, him turning for him turning his back in the pursuit of a relationship and like, you know what I mean? The relationship in terms of the relationship with this other person and the relationship with God, you know? Also, that fucking drum solo Ooh. fucking goes. Oh, yeah. dude. That drum solo is nice. Yeah. Behind it, his vocals? Oh, yeah. Behind his vocals? That, yes. That's why yes. we were thinking that you were talking about snow globes earlier because the way he's yelling or like not even yelling but just screaming Raw. those lyrics at it the might, end. It might be slow, snow globes. But oh, I'm dude. Not sure. I think he's, I might, I don't know. he's just straight frying his voice. That's just pure emotion <laughs> in that shit, dog. I literally have written down when he starts screaming, ugh, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Because oh. the way it just like crashes behind him and then it just drops again mm-hmm. and it just goes back to slow. And you're just like, oh, man, this guy, take me. Wherever you want. <laughs> Take me. Take me. Take me. I'm already invested. Let's go. Right. Plus, you don't even hear drum solos anymore. What the fuck happened That's to the drum whack. solo? That's whack. That is That's whack. That's whack. Dude. There's a... There's a Shout what? out to Percussionist Love. I don't know if you guys could uh, you guys could name the song, but there's a song on here that is just the sticks. On the drum, that's it. That's the one where that, that's, the, um, that was the rim shot from the rim shot. It, it's um, we just talked about it. It's uh, oh my that God. that rim shot solo, well, not solo, but like throughout Brett's the on. song, Brett's on, yes, yeah. That oh, the rim shot is just like so oh, fucking dude. orgasmic, it's amazing. So, so what were your guys' favorite songs as far as uh, lyrics, as far as lyrics and themes? Because I think it, it's kind of, I, I don't want to say it's far and above away because this whole album is just so fucking good. But I think to me, fucking uh, the place where he inserted the blade is just—it's it, uh, without a doubt lyrically, the most lyrically, lyrically. Yeah, that's yes. probably my top. Definitely yeah. up there for sure. I think I relate more with breadcrumb or concord. More probably bread. bread I said bread. <laughs> breadcrumb. <laughs> Dude, this beer is good. Remember, to get it. You guys go. Yeah, get this. Don't drink and drive. Milk mustachio stout. <laughs> yeah, whatever Ruben said. Anyways. <laughs> Um, oh, but Concord is nice. Concord and Bread Song. I re- I relate with Bread Song more because I love that analogy so much. Because fuck, that's that the annoyance behind that whole lyric of bread crumbs being on your bed. It's just you can apply that to so much relationships, especially romantic ones, man. Yeah, that literally put a a hurdle in your trust and like an inconvenience in your in your well being, or just like feel uncomfortable. It's just like I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So lyrically, I mean, the place where he inserted the blade, I, I, that sticks out the most, obviously, throughout the album. Right. But like you said, Marcos, I think Bread Song is definitely up there for me because it is relatable. Yeah. I mean, that one, oh, man, that one hurts. And then it's just so intimate. It is the thing. It's so intimate. And the way he sings it, oh, his voice is so soft. It's a banger too. It is a banger. Yeah. It's it, a banger. Oh yeah. 
and then um of course concord i mean we got to keep going back to this one <sighs> i mean lyrically this is technically we should be going back to this one because it's one that he references throughout the whole album because the song has arguably the most significant meaning of what he's emphasizing throughout the whole album right right yeah yeah pretty much because yeah like you said concord is mentioned on almost every song yeah so, so it's a running theme throughout the whole thing yeah it's exactly it points the listener to exactly ex- what he's talking about and why through that song and then after you get done with that song you will know why he's referencing concord so much mm-hmm. yeah and then also i mean haldern as well i mean haldern yeah. as well <laughs> I love Haldern. I mean, the way he ends it, I turn my face and hide in shame. You take my tired body in and you wrap it up in your undershirt and you pray for the pain to leave him. It's like, dude, oh, God, dude. Haldern is so nice. I think, spoiler alert, it's my top three. Oh, um, man. Well, then, spoiler alert, that's my honorable mention. Hey, good shit. So, good so shit. my favorite look from there is the, uh, is, uh, ignore the hole I, I dug again. I feel like that one's... Oh, super, when he starts it off? Yeah, when he starts oh. it off. Just that just that one line is super relatable because we've all have done that in any scenario in life. You dig yourself into a hole and you have to pick yourself back up again. It sucks, but when he's talking about an emotional relationship, I 100% understand that and re- relate to that the most because mm-hmm. you dig yourself into this fucking emotional hole that is super hard to get out of because you're emotionally connected to a person. You're just like, fuck, here we go again. Right. Perfect. Oof, so good. Couldn't have said any better. Good shit. Bravo, bravo. Uh, My, like, two favorite lyrics. I mean, one, I wasn't fucking trolling. The fucking, they literally, Isaac literally is talking about Bloodborne in this song. And I can't fucking get over it, which is... Are you sure? Is that, like, factual? uh, Show me the place where you inserted the blade, I think, is the song. Uh, Yeah, but is that factual that he's talking about Bloodborne? Because that's one of my favorite types of games. um, I would assume so because... Assuming. Assuming. Yes, and it makes an ass out of you and me. Uh, the <laughs> lyric is, The Good Hunter's Guide to a Bad Night. I mean, that's literally what blood... Like, oh, good hunter, let me guide your way. <laughs> like, that's literally that like so the good. whole well, thing. That's literally what the whole thing... Hold on, and just real yeah, quickly. Go ahead, go ahead. Bro, no, why is no one saying, and I can't hardly afford a second summer full of splinters? Jeez, bro. Deep. That shit... And that's that's dope because he's using the reference of like climbing in the attic. Yes. But even if you just isolate those lyrics, that shit hits hard too. Like, man, wow. I just I, I I love the imagery that he can that he can um, make with his music, and you get it instantly. You don't have to like ponder and sit there and think. I mean, for a lot of this shit, this shit's fucking dense. But like some of these shit, you just get it. You just right on the head immediately as soon yeah. as it happens it's just fucking amazing what do you think right right well i think i mean i don't think a bloodborne reference is that far off because chaos space marine that's fucking warhammer 40k that's true, that's like, true. And, that- and he and in that song they're literally referencing him trying to get away and trying to use right. a video game well i know it's not a video game but use a game to kind of cope with his you know, break up and and cope with like the heartbreak. And you're lying by distracting you, himself. If you're, right, you're right. lying if you say you've never been through that. Literally, exact moment where your coping mecha- mechanism is video games. Right, right. And even if it's not video games, you've had something, right. some like weird niche thing to like take you away from that heartbreak you're feeling. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I agree with that. Video games too, for sure. Usually, um, the gentleman or male species in our age. <laughs> 
Gap Tell him. is definitely <laughs> falls under that or definitely falls under that category. Oh, one hundred percent. If you're forty and fifty, I mean maybe fucking grocery shopping or walking your dog. Playing chess. <laughs> Playing chess. Hey, what's up? <laughs> is your <laughs> escape uh, mechanism? But if you're like tw- the ages from Isaac's probably like twelve to like twenty six. Yeah. Um, video game falls under that. Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, like what well, he says to reference the game. So I'm leaving this body and I'm never coming home again. Yeah. I'll bury the axe here between the window and the kingdom of men. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. And then so what? So I know that the window is the window is the, the screen. metaphor of the screen. And then the kingdom of men is playing Russ. He's not playing Stop. Russ. Get the fuck the out fuck? of here. Your favorite game is Black Rust. Ops 3, bro. Shut up. It's Black Ops One. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you saying, Ruben? But, but no. I mean, like you were saying, uh, like like Keenan laid it out perfectly. The window being the screen of the. Correct. So uh, it's funny because I've actually my with my first girlfriend. Like she like literally texted me. She's like, "We're done," and I'm like, "Okay." And I went back to playing like Bonfire Two. There you go, dog. Y'all buried it right there. Yeah, literally buried it. Cool. And yeah. love how love how he says bury the. The what does he say? The axe, axe instead of axe. hatchet, because I think an axe does more damage, and I think this relationship is causing more damage than just a little tiny ass hatchet. You could butcher, you could butcher a whole body with the hatchet, but an axe will do, you know, a, a, a lot more damage. You know, right? I'm not necessarily saying that that's what he's saying. When but you're raiding a fucking 300 <laughs> HP boss, would you rather have a hatchet or an axe? Exactly. Facts. Well, one thing, because I do have some negative comments about this album that mm-hmm. I want to bring up because we've been all dick writing for quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> don't joking. start, dog. I'm just joking. Don't I'm start. Just joking. This is an album that deserves all the hype that we've been, we have been giving it. I'll give it that. But the thing is, this is not a, uh, an album that you can't, that I cannot personally bump every fucking day. Or casually. Or casually. Definitely not an album that I can't bump every day. I have you're to not go. putting this on on the, on the party playlist, dog. <laughs> you put this on the party playlist, you're going to get your ass jumped. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Fight back. Fight back. That's right. Fight back, That's dog. Right. That's yeah. right. They're going to put soap in a sock and beat yeah. your ass. This is not an uh, album. I think the closest song that comes to like a party jam would be Space Cadet Marine, right? Sp- uh, <laughs> Chaos Space Marine. Chaos? Chaos? Chaos. Chaos. Chaos, Chaos it's a reference Marine. to uh, yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be the closest thing, but yeah, don't be bumping this like, yo, check this shit out. Your homie's going to bitch slap you. He's going to be he's gonna Will Smith your ass. And then we'll kiss yeah, him after. But yeah. that's, I don't think this album was made for that. That's it's true. not. It's that's not, fair. It's that's not. fair. That, you know it's what not. I mean? But it has the it has the upper songs. I think you could throw on Chaos Space Marine just driving yes, that's in. Why, that's you know what, what I mean? That's like, why I said that's the closest song. I feel like you right. can sneak that in. Sneak it in. If everyone's all livid, bro, all buzzed, they're not <laughs> put on like case, sneak that Chaos shit. Space Marine. You could probably play Goodwill Hunting, I'd say. Goodwill Hunting is pretty. It, it's it's chipper. Can, can I be honest? I I think Goodwill Hunting is the worst song. <laughs> Sonically, sonically, Dog. Sonic. It's it's the it's You're the song. That, it's the song that doesn't push the boundaries, the the way the rest of them have. Yeah. Also, this yeah. is. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. This is a an album that I feel like you have to relate to in some type of way. Have to. So if you right. haven't been to even like a minimal breakup or have like your emotions like kind of hurt by a significant a significant other, whether it be a male. Heartbreak. Female, a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard for you to understand what he's talking about. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the instrumentals and the lyrics and stuff. But with his lyrics and all that that comes into play, like there's 
this attachment, what, what he's talking about, you're like, fuck, I relate to that shit. Right. So that's a, another thing I have about that. It's very, you have to be in a certain place of life to really get the full appreciation of this album. What about you guys? You guys have anything <laughs> negative to say about it? Yeah. Good Will Hunting. Ah, you're trash, dog. You're trash. Boo this man. Boo him. I I think no. Actually, go ahead. Good. I, I want you to expound on that. Yeah, please expand. Literally, the song on its own, out of the context of the album, great, fine, chill. One of the best lyrics, as Ruben previously stated. But sonically, it does nothing for me. It, it's not. It's not engaging enough. There's not enough, you know, like it's not, it doesn't grip me the way the rest of the songs do. Is it because for me, sorry. No, you're good. For me, it was because at this point, I'm like, fuck, another breakup song? That's, that's no, because I just me. figured the whole shit's going to be <laughs> the, breakup At, at okay. that point, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's fair enough. No, but I'm saying sonically, like sonically, it's, it's because every other song, you know, you know, had something to it, had a hook to it, had, had something that really, you know, it, um, caught my attention. Wow, this album only has one song that really isn't that bad. But you know, in the in the concept of the rest of the album, it's just kind of so so shucks. Yeah, but that just shows how fucking good this album is. That the song that I don't like isn't even lower than like a six out of ten. It's still like a seven out of ten okay. song. Mm-hmm. Just in the con in the. What I'm trying to say is it's a good song, but in the terms of the rest of the album is not as good because the album itself is so fucking good. Go ahead. Damn. This album is perfect to me, and there are Ooh. no flaws on this album. So the fact that you said yeah. that, I'm still a little hurt. It's okay. Glad, it's I'm okay. Glad you, I'm glad you still think Google Hunting is at least higher than a 6 out of 10. I was about yeah, to be upset there. Good shit. <laughs> good. I redeem myself. I, I, get to, I get to eat after this. Yeah. Um, good <laughs> shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, the references, the the lyrical content, I mean, the instruments, everything about this album is amazing. And so to answer you, Marcos, I have like no negatives Okay. about, I mean, if I really want to complain, okay, yeah, the songs are too long, but still I was invested. So maybe for like a casual (laughs) listener, maybe that would, you know, that's where I would probably get lost. And then, I mean, but I don't think with, with the lyrical content, even if it wasn't relatable, I still think... He sings it and, you know, lays it out there in such a good way that it would still, you know, keep you, you know, hooked. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I had to choose a negative, it was like, okay, maybe the songs are too long. Personally, I didn't mind that. But as for a casual listener, I think that would have it been a problem. Be. Okay. That's right. right. I love your honesty. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, so my first, I really only have two points. Um, I think the first, and to me, it's not like you were saying. We're so invested that it's not a big deal to us. Maybe to a casual casual listener or maybe a first-time listener of the band, they might find this a problem. I think my first point would be maybe the themes are a little too repetitive. Mm-hmm. I think, like like we were saying earlier, the whole thing is just about, you know, heartbreak and, um, you know, codependency, toxic codependency. Um, I, I can see how that might be a little too repetitive for some people. Um, but in your, like what you said... When we're invested, he's saying it in so many different ways. He's fucking presenting it in so many different, like, you know, he, he has all these different ideas, whether it be like hella niche or like hella relatable. He's doing it in such like interesting ways that it doesn't bother me at all. Um, so, so to play devil's advocate, like you were saying, maybe that might be a little too much for 
for new listeners or people who are just casually listening. Um, the only other complaint that I think I find personally um, is uh, snow globes. I think snow yeah, globes. Yeah, you've been hitting on that for yeah, a bit. Yeah. I, and I think the instrumentation isn't bad. I love the drums. I love the big, big, big buildup to it. And it just kind of like, it doesn't necessarily explode, but it just kind of ends on this really crazy chaotic sound. Um, but snow globes, just, it, it isn't really. Well, I mean, like what you were saying with Goodwill Hunting, it's not bad. It's, it's in the scope of the album, it's bad, quote unquote, but it's still like a seven or an eight. It's your least favorite. It's just my least favorite, but in an album this good, that doesn't mean much. Like it's still a good album. It's still a good song on its own. To me, Snow Globes just doesn't really do it for me. Right. So would you say the beginning has a lot to do with it? Like, let's say, let's Uh, say they cut the first two minutes and it starts with, with, you know, the the build like already all the instrumentation like mm-hmm. kind of going obviously not right right into it but like cut that and then like maybe cut like a, a minute and a half off the end and then just like move the placement of where that buildup was would you like it no because i think my main issue is more so with the lyrics and the theme okay um, that's fair just that's because fair. Just but because don't you like that it's different well, I like oh, that it's, it's different. It's different, and it's not because it's still it's still about well, a relationship, right? But, but, like, but the presentation is different, like like as in the as in the themes that he's presenting us, like this weird. Oh, like it's so repetitive. No, 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 no. Like like the themes as in um like lit- it, his use of King Henry and all that shit. Right. Like for Catherine him to, of Aragon. Yeah, for him to take that and then to relate it to a breakup is is it's cool i like the concept of it but personally i just it just didn't like resonate it, it just didn't resonate too too much with me didn't, it, it, it didn't grab me as much yeah that's fair. right that's right fair. that's fair so so yeah um shit man um let's get into our final thoughts our final ratings and our top three tracks let's start with you keenan what you got <laughs> this album is perfect yeah this album is perfect okay <laughs> and my top three tracks in no order are Goodwill Hunting, Show Me Where He Inserted the Blade, Snow Globes, and I got two honorable mentions. Damn. I have to. I have to. This album's amazing. Basketball Shoes, mm-hmm. the last track, and Haldern. Oh, good shit. And good I mean, I'm calling it now. I, this We're only in April, and this album is going to be one of my album of the years. This album is perfect. His vocals are perfect. The instruments are perfect. <laughs> this album, I cannot recommend this album enough. It's perfect. Good shit. What, what's your final rating? Oh, my it, bad, guys. I have to give this a perfect 10 out of 10. Damn. 10 out of 10. Boom. 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 Yeah. We need to add, like, effects We, we need to shit. get the high porn in there. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Good shit. Isaac, what you got? Uh, well, what can I say? What can I say other than, wow, an album that really grew on me, going from... Going from what, hold on, what did I write here? <laughs> Going from what the fuck to what the fuck does this mean to who the fuck hurt you, Isaac? An instant modern day classic that will hold up long after my time. A musical journey, a roller coaster of emotion, a look inside an enigmatic igma- soul. But so blessed to bear witness. Thank you, Bad Country, New Road. My top three tracks are. In order, number one, a place where he inserted the blade, Chaos Space Marine, and then tied for Haldern in basketball shoes 
Fourth Third, and then honorable mentions, Bread Song and Concord, which is like the whole fucking album <laughs> because that's how fucking good this shit is. Dude, it's fucking great. 10 out of 10. I'm, my fucking pussy's wet. <laughs> nine and a half out of 10. Let's fucking go. Oh, so you did a nine and a half. Nine and a half out of ten. Oh, okay. Goodwill Hunting can fucking eat my ass. I thought You're we had tripping. tens across the board. Damn. Damn. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a ten on this. I'm sorry. Only because of snow globes. I'm sorry. Only because of Goodwill Hunting. Uh, only. Oh, oh, okay. Hurts. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Hurts. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys. This shit is an absolute masterpiece. I think... Even so, from what I've been reading, Black Country New Road is going to be doing music on their own separately without Isaac. Okay. But dog, if this was the end of Black Country New Road, they've released, God they've damn. released, in my opinion, a masterpiece in um, for the first time and an absolute classic with ants from up there. This shit will go down, if not in the whole history of music, at least in the subgenre of indie as one of the best albums to ever come out. Like... Like I said, Isaac is a generational talent. This dude is one of the best fucking singer-songwriters we've had in a long time. The band itself is so fucking good at like bringing new ideas and like, you know, at like blending genres. Like there's not enough there's not enough good shit I can say about this band. And this album, for it to be their sophomore album, only their second album in this fucking good, like I don't know. It, it's really hard to put into words how much how good this album really is. Um, but a, like Keenan said, and like I said at the beginning, this shit is my album of the year. It has to be, you would have to top like to top this. You would have to have something pretty much perfect. It, it's this album is just so fucking good. And I can't stress enough how important it's going to be to the genre itself. It's amazing. Um, top three tracks. Uh, number three is going to be Haldern. Number two is going to be Goodwill Hunting. And then uh, number one is going to be the place where he inserted the blade. And my rating, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nice. I nice. think, again, Snow Globes, mm-hmm. for, for me to say it's not my favorite in the scope of this album isn't saying much because it's still a really good song. In the scope of this album, you know, it's, it's the lowest point. But like I said, that doesn't, it, that doesn't mean it's bad in any way, shape, or form. But it does, it, it does, bring, it does it bring it down. It does bring it down a half, yeah. yeah. So nine and a half for me. Nice. So I thought this was an amazing album for for what it is. A really good album. Obviously, I have my negatives about it, which aren't that big. Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, with I think Isaac Wood is a pioneer, even though he's young. Motherfucker writes, he sings like he's in his late 60s. I feel like he's. If I don't, if I didn't know he was so young, I would feel like he was a veteran in um, singing. Um, th- again, I think he's a pioneer with his uh creative process. Um, the instrumentals between a ten person band is amazing to say the least. Man, bring all that all that com- uh composition to one album and not get it all mixed up and intertwined and confusing for a listener is pretty fucking hectic, man. To think that you know you could uh keep a uh, user. Or a user, sorry, <laughs> uh, listener, uh, engage with all that stuff. That much stuff going on is fucking immaculate, to say the least. Um, perfect fucking album, almost, almost. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> almost. I was gonna say, damn. Yeah, I got you there. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'd give it a nine, nine point five, and anything but a nine. Good shit. Um, my favorite tracks are uh, 
Space Cadet Marine, right? Chaos Space Marine. Chaos Space Marine, the place where he inserted the blade and bread song. And that does it for our Ants from Up There review. Uh, glad you guys were able to listen to this with us. We hope you listen to it because, as we've all said, this is going to be probably the best album of the year. I mean, I don't, I don't, it sounds like a hyperbole, hyperbole. When you listen to this shit, no, you're going to agree. It's easily top five. Easily I mean, top five, easily top three. Oof. It's amazing. Please listen to it. It's top two and it ain't number two. Oh. <laughs> Tell them, Isaac. Tell these people. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, leave us some feedback. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think about this album. Uh, until then, we're out. Peace.